What up, y'all? We are back for episode two of Case Rotation Podcast. My name is Box Jetson. And I'm Spinisha Simone. And, you know, we want to thank y'all for tuning in to episode two. We hope you guys enjoyed episode one. So we will definitely be recording more of these. We got some (laughs) pretty good feedback from those who were able to check it out. So I hope you guys can continue to follow us on our journey and take this ride with us. Um, Now you can follow us on iTunes. Oh, yes. So for all of our Apple users, um, all you have to do is go to the podcast app and type in Case Rotation. And you guys can subscribe and make sure to rate us. Um, You can follow us on Twitter now at Case Rotation. Rate, comment, like, follow, all of the above. Tweet us. Um, And we will still be posting these on SoundCloud as well. So whichever you're privy to, SoundCloud or iTunes podcast app. Um, I think either or are good for us. You know, just keep giving us the energy and good vibes and the feedback. But if you hate it, let us know that as well. Yeah. Um. So, how was I'm your just weekend? You're not gonna hate it. I think my weekend was really good. We had a nice jam-packed weekend. We really did. busy. Really productive. Um. You know, big shout out to Bernard and Aulani for getting married on Friday. It was my first wedding. And it was so fun. I had a great time. I had an amazing time. So congratulations to you guys. Um, They're on their honeymoon now. So hopefully the weather stays nice. Because you know how this weather's been. These hurricanes. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I was Um, thinking about the wedding. Um, You know how you go to a wedding as a plus one and you don't really know anybody. (laughs) Well, I guess you know because it was your first one. So lucky you. But But I mean, I know about being a plus one. But this was my first time at a plus one wedding, and I yeah. thought I was going to feel so awkward. Yeah. But, you know, meeting all of your old friends and meeting the bride and groom, it really was a good space for me to open up and, you know, step outside of my yeah. comfort zone a little. And I actually enjoyed myself. I enjoyed meeting them. I think we covered some good tracks yeah. with them. No, it was so fun seeing my old friends from high school. Shout out to you guys, Akila. John, Brittany, um, of course, Aulani. It was so great to, like, see it. I don't know. I don't really usually care to see people from high school, but it was yeah. great seeing them. Well, it's they were always good, good people. They're always, like, good people to be around. Yeah, they were a good time. Um, and then yesterday was my friend Kayla's birthday, and we went to her birthday dinner. So happy belated birthday to you, Kayla. Yeah, happy birthday to you. And Glad then you invited us out. today we went to the autism walk. Which was so amazing and so fun. And thank you to all my friends and family who came to that. My sister enjoyed every moment. She had so much fun. She even got up on stage and was. (laughs) She's baby Beyonce. She was having (laughs) such a good time. She shut down all the little sing along songs. And it it was um, for such a good cause, too. So I think that, um, I don't know, it was nice. I appreciate it. Um, I was going to name everybody that came, but. You all know who was there. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> well, we can go ahead and shout them out now. Okay, y'all. shout out to Los, Miss Carla, Miss Rhonda, hey. Mr. John, <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom, my dad, of course, Regina, the person who the team was named for, my sister Kristen, uh, my beautiful co-host here, Box, hey. um, Asia, Paulina, Kayla, Marte. And you, of course, the lovely captain of the squad. Yeah, the team captain that everybody kept trying to fire. 
Man, listen, <laughs> we ain't gonna get into all that right now, but you know what you did. But yes, thank you guys so much for coming. It meant so much to me. It means so much to my family. Um, it was awesome. So I can't wait until and, next year. And also, you dropped episode two of your uh, vlog. Yes, I dropped episode two of Where in the World is Spock. So if you have not watched that and you haven't watched episode one, you already behind. So, Make you, need, so you need to do that. But. Make sure you catch episode two. It was from our trip to Canada. And um, I think I did a pretty good job. I loved it. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Make sure you subscribe to my channel. Um, yeah. That's, like, mostly what I've been up to. So, yeah. Um, we want to go ahead and touch on some more topics. Kind of follow the same the same flow that we did last week with our topics. Um, you know, touching on current events. Touching on some more personal matters as well as touching on some self-reflection type matters. Yeah. Because I believe the theme of the month should be being yeah, honest I'm about with saying, yourself. You gotta be honest with yourself. Gotta be honest with yourself, man. You gotta look deep within. <laughs> so in being honest with ourselves, we need you guys to hold us accountable on something. Yeah, we need an accountability partner. We are going to attempt, you know, in a in an effort to reduce the amount of power that we give to our lovely leader of this country, we want to limit our talks to him about five minutes. I hope that everybody caught the sarcasm. I pray you guys caught the sarcasm <laughs> because he is the farthest thing from okay. that. Okay, just making so, sure. <laughs> once again, you know, if you haven't heard the first podcast, our rules are anytime we refer to him, his name is 45 or Chump. And anytime we refer to Kanye West's wife and those gals, they will be the K-Clan. Or the K-Girls, whatever so we So we're going like. to try to um, limit ourselves to five minutes, about 45. So Five minutes, about 45. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Where mean, I, I, that's, you literally took the words out of my mouth. Where to start? Get off my wavelength. <laughs> Where to start? Um, every day you wake up and you have so many options of where to start with him. Let's talk about Puerto Rico. Um, so... Not only did it take you forever to get there, like, <laughs> I don't I don't know how long exactly, but it took you forever to get there. When you get there, you have the audacity to talk to these people who have lost everything, who don't have power, who don't have food, who don't have shelter or water, and you say, you know, you guys have really slashed our budget, or whatever he said. Like really, you guys cut into that's, our budget. that's what you say to these people, these people who are so desperate. And I mean, not to ridicule them and call them desperate, but I'm just saying, like, you know, who have just gone through something so tragic, and this is what you decide to say that you decide to talk to them about money. Yeah, it's disgusting. But and to be like throwing the paper towels, like he's at a basketball game, like he's a like a Cavs girl or something. It's disgusting. Yeah, he lost his mind. And then, you know, as if they already don't feel bad enough about what's going on. Right. You just continue to degrade them and say, oh, your hardship is not as bad because you didn't lose as many people as were lost in Katrina. Like, who compares tragedy? You know what? That reminds me of what people say, um, like, when you're going through something and somebody will be like, I mean, it could be worse. Which, in most cases, you're like, okay, like, I know it could be worse, but it's like, right now. It change the pain I'm right, it, right now. it doesn't change the That's fact that right now. There's a video about that. Like, if I stub my toe and you step on a splinter, like, yeah, your pain hurts worse, but I'm still feeling yeah. the same pain. Have you, have I mean, you I'm ever still seen this pain. video, though? Like, it's with these animals and, like, the animal, like, it talks about that, like, how, like, 
I have to show you. I'm going to post it on our Twitter. This video is so good, but it all, every time somebody says that it could be worse to me, that's the first thing I think of. Because I don't think people realize how, like, damaging that is. Like, to tell somebody it could be worse. Because yeah. it just invalidates what they're feeling right now. Yeah. So what? Thousands of people haven't died. Okay. That doesn't change the fact that people have died. Right. That doesn't change the people fact lost their loved that ones. people have lost their homes. They don't have clean water. People don't have medicine. Like... It's disgusting. It's disgusting to sit in these people's face and basically say, well, you should be grateful because this tragedy was worse. But then to say... Because to them, this is the worst thing that's happened. Yeah. But, and, you know, then to say you're cutting into our budget or you're slashing our budget, your budget goes toward military weapons to start a war that, that only you want. Exactly, that only you want. We don't need and to build a wall that nobody wants with exactly. you. Oh, yeah, because they... Um, it was, they, he got approved for like $10 billion. $10 billion. You know, not not for healthcare. Right. (laughs) No, the wall. Something that when he's gone and there's a a Democrat, the wall's coming down if it ever even goes up. And that's just a waste of money. It's a waste of money and time. You're spending money on golf carts and new toupee jail or whatever, man. Right. And it's just, I don't know, just to talk to... The people of Puerto Rico like that, it's disgusting, and I hope that, I mean, I know that they will rebuild, and they will be better, but it's just that, like, to go through that right now, mm-hmm. and it's just sad. It makes me very sad. And then the scary part is, the Virgin Islands were hit first. That's what I was going to say. And they're not getting any attention. And the crazy thing is, I had no idea. Yeah. And I think that's what's even more scary. Like, think think about the help that Puerto Rico is not receiving, and then think about... Magnify that by 20. <laughs> because these people are of darker skin. And it's skin not tone. funny. But it's just, like, sad. Like, they're really not getting any People are out. dying out here, man. And he's golfing. Whose man's is this? <laughs> like, who, who really hired him? This country did. I don't that, think it was the country. This country did. I mean, we... I, I have my, my thoughts about that, too. Let's move on to Vegas. <laughs> um, so then the next day after he went to Puerto Rico, he goes to Vegas... Mm-hmm. And he says that um, in in some way, what happened in Vegas is a miracle. <laughs> it's just like wow, <laughs> yeah. People getting killed at a concert is, is, a is a miracle. In some way, a miracle. How you're not gonna do gun reform? Like it's just. But I guess I don't understand what he was referring to by um, it being a miracle because the police responded. Oh, yeah, because he was talking about like how basically it was an example of like the police like just being really efficient and like moving really fast. Congratulations, that's your job. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't understand why we put, and I have no issue with like law enforcement at all. I don't. But it's like. And so it's a miracle that people got killed because we got to see the police do their job. That's really sad. That's me. really pathetic. I, I think he doesn't think about the things that he says before he says it. Mm-mm. And You're too old. He's way he's too old. Dementia. To not, to not, does think, he? No. I mean, I think he oh, does. Oh, I, I thought that I didn't know that or something. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say, whoa, he this all makes sense. as someone with dementia. No, he carries himself he, as, as an ignorant douchebag. But that's who he's always been. Well, and a lot of people are just now acting like, oh, it's a surprise. I mean, you know, I, I don't support him. Even his past supporters are like, you know, I don't support him anymore. Yeah. 
I am offended by what he said. Like, he's been saying this before yeah. he got elected. Like, I mean, he completely... Um, I saw a tweet where somebody said, like, you know, he started out with disrespecting this group and this group, and eventually, like, he's going to eventually get to a group that affects you. It's just the truth. And when, when it doesn't affect them, they don't care as much. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. So that reminds me of something that I saw this week. Um, the woman from Mary Mary. Tina Campbell. Thank you. Voted for him. Yes, she did. And she was saying that basically she doesn't agree with the things that he does or most of the things that he says. But she said she voted for him because um, his views on marriage, I believe, is what she said. And it's just kind of... Is he aligned with Christian ideals? Which he does He does not. Unquote. He's People love to say, oh, he's a great example of a Christian man, and he's not. But um, I think it's just, I think... You know, a lot of people are coming and saying, like, oh, well, his, you know, I voted for him, but I don't really agree with this, and I don't agree with that, and it's just like, you know, he never pretended to be, like, you know, a different person. Like, he's always been upfront about who he was and, like, the things, the people that he did not care for, which are people who look like her. Yeah. So. (laughs) And she thinks just because... He is against, you know, certain things that she stands for. He still oppresses her in every sense of the word. He oppresses people of color. He oppresses women. And a wise man by the name of Martin Luther King once said, a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Exactly. So, with that being said, I mean, even if you don't identify with it, if you don't identify with the struggle, (laughs) they still go through struggle just like you. Exactly. Who is he to tell a man and another man that they can't be together. Like, or that a woman shouldn't be able to handle her body in the way that she wants to. Like she, she doesn't have a choice in her body at all. She can't take birth control. Like she can't. So apparently they like, there's something he's trying to work. I don't know if he has like, this is a thing, but I just get all my news from Twitter, (laughs) but, um, something about like your employer can now like deny you, um, Something where you cannot get birth control. They're, like, trying to, like, I guess, now they're trying to attack birth control. But um, a few days after the Las Vegas shooting, they were talking about um, abortions. And they want to, um, they want to, like, crack it down. <laughs> Sorry, my head is, like, everywhere else. Sorry, he's very stressful. Um, no, they want to have a ban. They want to put a ban on abortions, basically. And it's just like, okay, yeah, because that's going to stop it. So, okay. And then, I mean, did we did we talk about North Korea? Like he just every day is something else. Was that five minutes? This is probably ten. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I, I'm, I really can't. But basically, he really wants smoke with North Korea, and I don't understand why because it's like North Korea. We don't want it with you. If you, if anybody from North Korea happens to listen to this, we don't want it with you guys. Yeah, please don't. It's just him. Like yeah. we have no issues. Okay. Man, this dude said... <laughs> I know what you're about to say. <laughs> he said, there's no sense in trying to make peace with Rocket Man. We have been trying for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Kim Jong-un was 8 years old, 25 years ago. He's just so removed from politics. You know what he is? He's obsessed with Obama. I think that's what... Well, I know that's what it is. Because he said Obama couldn't do it. And it's just like, everything that Obama did and accomplished... He wants to somehow, like, 
undo it. Like the healthcare. Nobody thinks that healthcare is perfect. Nobody. But it was better than what we had. And it's just like, okay. And it's better than what we have or what we're right. going towards. It's like, you don't, you don't like what it is, then build on that. Like, yeah. why would you destroy it? He, it's just like he's obsessed and he just wants to take it down because Obama did it. It's like he's obsessed with him. And it's just kind of annoying. And then one last thing, at least like politics-wise, um, Michelle Obama spoke at some event sorry i don't know the name but she spoke at some event and she was basically talking about how like um women um gave up their voice like when they voted for him yeah which and i know a lot of republican women were talking about like oh you know that's ironic her talking about we gave up our our voice when that was when that was um our vote and you know i don't know it's just kind of Unzip it box. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I understand what she was saying. Cause it's just like, you know, you voted for somebody who completely doesn't want you to have a say over your body. You don't, he wants to take away your choice. And they had the huge women's march with had millions of women down there. But I'm sure um, they weren't there cause they probably didn't understand it. It's just, it's sad. It's like, it's so sad the place that they want to go back to. Yeah. And I understand not agreeing with abortions or all that, but that doesn't take away the fact that this is a free country. This is not a Christian country. This is a free country where people are allowed to make choices and do what they want with their body and their lives. And I think that people need to understand that and respect that. And it's like, for you, if you don't want to have an abortion and you are against that, then that's your personal choice and nobody's going to make you. But to say, you know what, I'm a Christian and I think that no one should have abortions and I don't care about the circumstances that you're going to bring this child into, you have to have it. But then if you need assistance, I can't help you. (laughs) I, I don't think it's fair to tell a woman what to do with her body. It's not. And then when you look at when they were, you know, making the decision to defund Planned Parenthood, it was mm-hmm. a board of men, a board Disgusting. of men trying to tell a deplorable, just, yeah, absolutely deplorable, <laughs> <laughs> a group of women. Oh, us men feel like you shouldn't do that. What is this lady? What does Lady A getting an abortion have to do with Lady B at all? Exactly. Um, there was this case going on, I guess, and the man won where he raped this woman and then he wanted like rights to be in the child's life and the man won. And like wow. now that, yes, disgusting. I don't this know is why disgusting must- is like my word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, we have encountered a lot of disgusting things this week, man. Yeah. That's just the misogynistic society we live in. Yeah, and it's just getting worse. And then with the the they had another Charlottesville. Right? Why is he not in jail yesterday? Who the rapist? I don't know. I didn't read all into it. You know, sometimes I just kind of get the summary and then I keep going. <laughs> it's too much news going on. I gotta like just get the rundown and go because like yeah. you can get really depressed. But um, yeah, there was the some more Charlottesville riots yesterday. They're talking about we love Russia, but you know, know. but that's okay. <laughs> that's not um, that's not patriotic. We're all about America. America first. We don't go around <laughs> chanting that we love other countries. What? Sarcasm, too, in case you guys didn't catch that. Um, let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> that was more than five minutes. But I'll yeah. go ahead and, you know, still continue to give a nod to 45 without giving him the full nod. Mm-hmm. Um, our next topic, we just want to talk about Cam Newton. 
you know, not that I agree with what he said. Those comments were extremely demeaning and misogynistic to tell a woman that it's it's weird to hear her talking about routes or whatever. But when he said that, the entire nation was up in arms. Everybody was going off. Everybody was turning Because all Twitter. of a sudden they care about women. Yeah, <laughs> turning the Twitter fingers. All of a sudden they care about women. <laughs> oh, he should be ashamed of himself. He has a mother. Why would he talk to a woman like that? He didn't call her a B or he didn't call her out of her name or anything. He just said that it was funny to hear her talking about routes. It Never, was misogynistic. I mean, it was very misogynistic. But I've but heard worse. I've heard worse. And we're holding an NFL quarterback to yeah. a higher standard than we're holding the lovely leader that we have. You know, the leader of the free world, the leader of this powerful nation, the most powerful nation in the world. Arguably like the face of our country. Yeah, the face of the country. And that was but all he sarcastic can tell women. Fox. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if y'all don't know yet, yeah, <laughs> I'm a very sarcastic individual. I just wanted to make sure they knew. I'm in no way endorsing 45. I won't even say his name. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, go to, just to go back to what I was saying, we're holding these NFL quarterbacks to a higher standard than we're holding the leader of the nation. He can go and say, oh, women don't deserve Planned Parenthood. Women don't deserve support when they have children, even though we're forcing them to make a choice. Women, when I see them, I just want to grab them by the private area. That's, oh my. He can say that Ooh. and people are, are saying, you know, that's just locker room talk. Cam Newton is in a locker room 40% of his time, but he can't say that. But you can say, oh, I want to grab a woman by the hoo-ha. That, and, that was really, really disturbing as a woman. But and who wants him to touch them down there? I don't even want, I don't even <laughs> want to be in the same room as him. He I don't even want disgusting. him to look at me. Um, another thing that he said, I don't know why I want to bring this up, but when he said that if his daughter wasn't his daughter. Oh my gosh. Bro, can I was, tell you how badly that disturbed me? There's something not right with that. If Obama would have said that, can you imagine, like, how insane people would have gone? Like... He can do what he wants. Ugh, but yeah. Why do we hold these athletes to this standard that we don't hold our our, our lovely leader to? <laughs> the lovely just, leader, baby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Um, people were so upset. People were, like, going insane on Twitter. He lost... Um, endorsements because of this. And it's just like... (laughs) Why isn't 45 losing support for the very offensive things that he says? People people egg him on and encourage him to talk like that. And it's just like... I'm so sick of this agenda with the NFL and the anthem that they're trying to, like, perpetuate on us. It's just like, stop. Stop. I'm so... I have never been so tired of hearing about football and football players in my entire life. I'm so tired. And people are really saying that he, well, Colin Kaepernick, they're saying that Colin was protesting the flag or what it stands the anthem, for. Yeah, the it's anthem. Just like, no, that was a silent protest to shed light. And he even said, I'm in saying, how many times does he have to tell how you? How stupid can people Can you be? listen? From when he first was playing and when he first was drawing attention to this to now, he said millions of times. It's about the way that people of color are treated in society. All these unarmed people being killed. Just the the injustices that 
people who look like you and I face on the daily. And they still... He and, never once said anything And they take that and they say, yeah, he's just boycotting the, the anthem and the veterans. I think that's a <laughs> distraction that is twofold. A, it's to take away from the overall message that he's trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And B, to have people up in arms so angry that they're not looking at the actual <laughs> issue. Exactly. They're hiding from their privilege. They're denying their privilege. And they're trying to make it something that it's not. It's crazy how the media works, though. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy seeing it, though. And, like, seeing, like, oh, okay, so this is what they're trying to do. And I think it's even crazier to see that people, like, people fall for it. It takes people like you and I to shed light on it. It does. And, you know, hopefully the message grows bigger. Um, people are starting to understand that it's not right. Like, I think a lot of people are understanding that the media does have an agenda. and They're starting to tear it down. Just continue to tweet about it. Continue to communicate about it. Let them know that we aren't standing for that anymore. It's got to end, man. And we know that it's not about disrespecting veterans. If it was like, about disrespecting veterans and disrespecting the flag, look at all the codes that are broken on the daily by these very people who are up in arms who, about him uh, yeah. sitting for an anthem. And you have many veterans who are saying, you know, I don't fight for you to stand exactly. for that flag. I fight for you to have a choice, exactly. a right. Exactly, yeah. And nowhere does it say in, you know, the code about the flag or the... The way the flag should be treated, it doesn't say, oh, you have to stand for it. It says you should not wear it as apparel. <laughs> it says that you should not have it on disposable products such as plates and cans, and Pepsi does that. Right. It says that you should not hold it horizontally, and you do that every day before a game as you're running the anthem. Like, but it's just you pick and choose. It's like picking hairs what you want to be upset yeah. about. But because you know these people of color are trying to gain a voice, and what better way to do it than... Hitting you where it hurts in your pockets. But I also think that they that sometimes people look at it like, okay, I don't want to deal with that problem. So this is what they're saying the problem is. Let's just do, focus on that. Like they don't want to deal with the real issue. Because what it all boils down to is like you know why he really protests. Yeah, it's you like do. I said last You're week. not ignorant. You know. It's like I said last week, man. That privilege can only be killed by the people thing. who benefit from it. Exactly. And I mean, we—it's not our job to. It's not. It shouldn't be our job to destroy racism when we aren't the ones who created the system of racism. And that's what it all boils down to, man. One thing I want to ask you, though. Okay, so it's kind of back on the topic of Cam Newton. So, what do you think? I mean, so what he said was completely misogynistic. So, what do you think about one, the fallout, and two, like women in sports? What the fallout as far as what? like just like him losing endorsements and stuff. Or just, or like the comments that people are saying, like, what do you think? I mean, you know, I'm, I like to call myself a male feminist. Yeah. So, I think the fallout, it was a little extra. I mean, he should have at least been granted the opportunity to kind of, you know, rebuttal what he said, be able to explain himself. And then if his explanation seemed rehearsed or it seemed trash, then it's like, you know what, you're not, you don't show any remorse at all, so you should be you know, reprimand it somehow. But women in sports, I think that they're making such a clear advancement that any little thing that a man can say can be used to hold them back. So why would he, you know, understanding that the the direction that they're trying to go in, understanding that we are, I'm saying we as women, but I'm not <laughs> a woman, like understanding that women are tired of being looked at as, you know, a person who is unknowledge- like not knowledgeable about sports, why would you do the very thing to belittle them? 
Okay, so I had, like, so many things I was trying to remember. You remember, guys, me and my bad memory. <laughs> um, one, I wanted to say that women, um, oh, my gosh, fucks, I'm forgetting. All of that, I forgot. I mean, it's just rude, <laughs> because if you, like, even hearing some women talk to my friends about sports, Whenever a woman brings oh. up sports, it's like, oh, you know, you're not a real fan. Who's the yeah. quarterback? No, this is what I was going to say. Women in sports, I think that, um, I lost it again. This is not a joke. I lost it again. Just keep going. I'm going to cut you off if I remember. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you cut me off the last two times. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I promise. I'm just going to start talking about it. Okay. But, you know, they'll belittle a woman by saying, oh, you know, you don't know anything about sports. You, Who's the quarterback? Who's the coach? You know, starting to quiz her. But- it's just such a weird comment to make because of all the strides that women have made in sports. Like, yeah. to me, it's just like, it's kind of a dated comment. Like, oh, it's weird to hear a female talking about that. Like, was it because he said female? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, because I, I was going to say- And the fact that he Because the comment is, though. the comment from him is just weird because it's just like, um... It's not really weird. Like, it's not like she's the first woman, like, sports journalist. You know? Like, it's not... Women are in sports. I think what it was... I think it was female. It was female, but I also think on his part, it was a deflection tool. Oh, yeah. He didn't know how to answer it. So okay, let yeah. me Well, then that's not cool. Are. That's not cool. But that also... That could just be me speculating. That is true, but it sounds like a good speculation. Um, <laughs> but also, another thing I thought of was when you said the thing about rehearsed. This is off topic, but I just really want to say this. Um, I think that it reminds me of when one of the sisters in that clan recently, there was a clip floating around about how she never made a comment about her Pepsi commercial, then all of a sudden saves it for her show and is on there crying and I mean I didn't even watch that the clip no I watched the clip that you sent me you did watch the clip I didn't watch the clip I just oh you didn't watch the clip I was at work when I was on the clip basically it was like in response to like the Pepsi situation and like she's crying like I never would want to offend anyone and blah 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 I had no idea like I just feel stupid and to me it's just rehearsed I don't buy it if you really felt that bad you wouldn't have saved it for your show. You would have immediately said anything, you know? Yeah, so that's, man. when you said the rehearsed thing about his response, that's, like, the thing that I thought of. Okay. Yeah. No, I I, I meant to watch that. It's one of those things that I couldn't watch what, the at the clip? time. the yeah. clip? Not the show. The clip. Oh, okay. Now, I'm definitely not watching that show. Okay. You know that. <laughs> but it was, I saw the clip, like, I saw her crying, and I read the caption, and I was like, oh, I can't watch it right now. Let me send this to Nish, because I know she'll appreciate it. And I just didn't get back around to watching yeah. it. But I will watch it, because I... I mean, I, it's, it's going to make you mad. Silly, yeah. Don't, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think I fully answered your question. I think that the responses were a little harsh to him saying it. He should have apologized, which he did. But to lose the endorsements over that, I mean, I, I really I think it was a little harsh. Like I said, he should have had a chance to rebuttal himself. But, you know, with him being a person of power, him being one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL right now, to hear him say that, it just... Not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look. It, it kind of reassures the fact that women shouldn't have a say in sports. Like, oh, Cam Newton said it. I'm really not going to respect women's opinion. You you gotta hold yourself to a higher standard, man. And women, women run. I've the met world. some women who know a lot more about sports than I do. Women run the world. Like what? I don't watch sports, but if I go into a conversation and I talk to 
somebody about the NFL, they're never going to quiz me like, bro, you don't Exactly. Know. You like, have so to why, validate yourself. Yeah. So it's why, not do, cool. why does a woman have to do that? It's just not right. Yeah, like she cool. knows more than me. I'm sure she knows more than me because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I, I'm definitely not watching. I haven't watched NFL in a couple of years, but. Or, or it's like those guys on Twitter, like if you, like a girl tweets about a game or something like, oh yeah, like watching, like whatever. Like one time I remember I tweeted something about the Cowboys and this dude told me, he's like, you probably can't even name like six players yeah, on the like, team. And I'm just like. But if I were to tweet that, nobody would say nothing to Exactly. Like, that's cool. What I was going to say to you about being a male feminist, you don't have to say male, you can just say a feminist, because a feminist is anybody who, you know, supports the rights of women. But sometimes when I speak about feminism, like, some women be like, no, you're not a real feminist. No, you are totally a feminist. Don't nobody tell him he's not a feminist. You going to pull up on him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Speaking of women, let's talk about Gabrielle Union. And that very, very sad news. I'm upset about that. I cannot even imagine what that is like. It Well, if you guys don't know, I was going to say if you guys didn't know. But if you guys... No, you guys don't know. Gabrielle Union is my favorite actress. I think she is amazing. She's I think she's hilarious. And I think she people is. don't see that. She's underrated. Um, She's so underrated. She is one of those... I don't know. I just think she's so funny. I don't know why I love her so much. I feel <laughs> like we could be really chance. good friends, but I feel like she just hasn't gotten that role to like just yeah. She take didn't get a chance there. to step into. It's her coming potential. though. It's coming. I think being Mary Jane was that. You know, kind of. That's that not role. it for her. That's she hasn't peaked. That's not her ceiling at all. And she's Gabrielle Union's getting an Oscar. She's getting pretty old. And I'm saying it right here on Case Rotation Episode Two. Gabrielle Union's getting an Oscar. She got an Oscar with me. In my mind, oh, she got a box shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so her fertility issues, and then she was like very open and candid. She has a book coming out, and I'm like on the waiting list for it. I can't wait to get it. Um, but she said that she had like eight or nine miscarriages, mm. and so um, I was reading comments because you know that's where everything is, and people were saying, "Oh, well, this explains why Dwayne Wade had the break baby, and you know she can't even carry a child." And I was just like, "Wow, people can be so disgusting." And like, that's what what you know, that's where her value is, like her being able to carry a child. It's just, I don't know. It was really disheartening reading that because I can't even imagine what that feels like, especially when you're actively trying yeah. and. And just the toll that it probably takes on your body. Like, she's such a strong person. And it that makes me just love her so much more. Just because, like, that's a lot to go through. I think it's wild, those comments. I know. Like, to make her... She already probably feels really upset about it. It's not an easy thing to be vulnerable about, to come forward and say... It's not. Oh. I mean, that just shows some extreme vulnerability. Like, oh, you know, I really would love to have children, but... Something's just preventing me. And nine miscarriages, that's a lot. That, I, and to just be that open about it, and yeah. especially, like, the platform that she has and, like, how many people, like, you know, that will hear that story. And to be that rude and nasty. Like, I'm opening up to you. And you're going to hide About something that's been hard. Like, I yeah. imagine that has been very hard for her and her husband. But it's not even, I mean, some of those, I mean, some of those are a little more harsh to say, oh, that's why Dwayne Wade had a break, baby. Like, it's already hard enough that she can't have a baby. Then she has to turn on. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of when Karuchi was dating Chris Brown. And Karuchi's, like, my soul sister. When she was dating Chris Brown and everybody was always at her neck and, like, 
oh, like just calling her dumb and just saying all this stuff about her. Like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, and it's like, you guys do the same thing. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like dating somebody who you've probably liked since you were like a teenager? Like, you're dream crush and you finally meet them you're dating them you're living this crazy life it's like you can't even leave guys that aren't doing anything for you (laughs) it just used to always annoy me when people would say that like get over him like you're so dumb and it's just like okay well use that same logic for yourself yeah but that's a lot of times people are projecting their own feelings about themselves it's just rude i can't imagine what it's like to go through like heartache or heartbreak on that level on tv so for gabrielle union to like go through that and then continue because i mean we didn't know when it was going on you know so it's like she's still going to work she's still making movies she's still doing her thing Mm -hmm. and then to be open about it um and to be met with like so many rude and disgusting deplorable comments she's not a woman like that's not where her value is as a woman right and that's that's not okay if like men think that Oh, well, you know, a woman's only worth, like, having children. That goes back to the misogyny piece. Yeah. Like, this society is extremely misogynistic. I don't know. It just makes me really sad for her. And she was talking about, like, how it would be hard when people... Because um, I guess from the IVF treatments, like, she'd be bloated. So people would ask, like, oh, my God, are you pregnant? And, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just... And it probably hurts. Cause she, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she wants a baby, but it, I mean, and I mean it's the, not in God's will. You know, that Oscar is. Yeah. She <laughs> can get that Oscar. The, the break baby, you know, that's their business. I have my thoughts on it, but also it's like, people have to stop worrying about other people's relationships. That's like, celebrity or not. Like, you gotta let people be in their relationships. Don't call their relationship goals. Like, Worry about your own relationship. And don't put these celebrities on pedestals. Like We don't know what they go through. We don't. We We just see what they show us. And when they do open up, look how we treat them. Yeah. And I think think it's amazing what she's doing because I think that that story will touch a lot of people. Like women who are going through the same thing. But it's just sad that in that same breath, like she has to be met with these really vile comments. Yeah. And I don't think... I don't think any woman deserves that because it's not fair and it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. I know you really, really, <laughs> I really hold her dear her. to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's so random. So. It's so I mean, she's random. one of my favorite actresses. Too. Who's your favorite actress? <laughs> my favorite actress? Yeah. I know some people don't like doing actress and actor, but I'm... I, yeah, I think they're all actors, personally. I'm an actress and actor type Feminism girl. coming out. It's um, levels to feminism. That's tough. I want to say Vivica A. Fox, but I know really? it's not. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it is. Probably Regina Hall. Oh, she's good. I just love Gabrielle Union. <laughs> Gabrielle Union, and then my favorite actor is Woody Harrelson. Who's your, okay. favorite, who's your favorite actor, Will Smith? I said, yeah, you even need to ask <laughs> my father, man. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. <laughs> um, okay. So let's get into some, like, more, not fun, but just, like, everyday topics. Well, <laughs> let me ask you. Okay. What do you think about the concept of people who try to be friends with everyone? Oh, I'm not for it. 
Not even a little bit. Um, I don't think it's possible to be... I'm one of those people... I wouldn't necessarily say that 100%, like, if you're... No, actually, I would say that. <laughs> I was going to say I wasn't going to... Um, if you're not with me, then you're against me. I was going to say I'm not 100% for that, but I am. Um, I don't think that you can be a good friend to everyone. I just don't think it's possible. I definitely think that you can be cordial you can be cool but i don't think that you can be a good friend to everybody it's just to me it's literally impossible it, it's impossible um because if you're a good friend to bill and bill has issues <laughs> with janice then when you're with bill bill may say some things about janice that you know you may even get in on or you yeah turn a blind eye to but at the same time you're still kind of being disloyal to janice because it's being said around you um you know, a lot of people will even get to the point to where they're talking about that other person. Exactly. And then turn right around and be in that other person's face. Like Janice, now Janice is talking to you about Bill and, you know, vice versa. I mean, so I don't necessarily believe in picking sides all the time, especially if... For me, it depends. Yeah, it's, it's really situational. So that's, that's how I want it. For me, it's hard because I don't have many close friends. I don't consider many people friends. Um, and it's not to be like, oh yeah, you know how girls like, oh, I don't have any girlfriends. No, it's not like that. It's just, I'm very, um, particular about the people that I want that close to me and the people that I want around me. Because when you're my friend, like you're my friend, I have your back until the end. I love you unconditionally. I'm going to be there for you. Like, like undying loyalty. So... I don't like to have too many people close to me like that, and um, I'm definitely going to pick sides when I'm that close to you, but um, I don't know. I think it's levels sometimes, too. Because, I do, too. Levels to friends, you like, mean? I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people, but like some people I put on the pedestal of like associates. Yeah. Some people I put on, like, if you're my real friend, you know you're my real friend, and I don't know, like, if it's not... For the course of, like, building, like, mm -hmm. for example, if somebody was a disrespect Cam or Malcolm, like, they're <laughs> off. <laughs> like, yeah. They're off the limits. Like, I can't even associate myself with you. Like, first, I'm going to let you know that you're disrespecting Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'm just not going to mess with you anymore. But then, like, in terms of someone who is an associate, somebody I can still build with, I'm not going to let them be disrespected. But yeah. at the same, like, I don't know, like, it's just. You know, I think I'm really bad at the associate thing. Like, you know, everything is so extreme with me. And I feel like with the associate thing, I'm not good at it. Because it's just like, I have this idea of loyalty. It's like, okay, I'm your friend or I'm not your friend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when an associate, it's kind of like, it's like that little gray area that I don't really have. It's like, I don't really, I'm not really like your, your friend, like your best friend. So it's like, I don't really owe you anything. But it, to me, I don't like that feeling of indifference. It's just like, I'd rather just not. You but know what I mean? It's a lot different. Okay, I think, like, with the cases, it's a little different with men and women. Because with yeah. men, our communication styles are different than women. Yeah. We build more on report talk. Mm -hmm. Women build more on rapport talk. Look so, at you with the communication <laughs> terms. So I can talk to uh, Gary. Mm -hmm. You know, Gary's not my friend. Gary's not... Gary's a made-up person, by the way. Like, he's yeah. not my friend. He's not... Somebody I will go to and talk about my most personal things about. But, you know, we can talk about current events. We can talk about sports, even though I don't really care for them that much. Basketball's cool. We can talk about the game the night before. But women, you know, with them being more 
yeah. based on rapport talk, it's like, oh, you know, how's the family? Mm-hmm. How relationship. your relationship? And I think how... that's why small talk is hard for me. Yeah, because with the rapport you have to talk, open it's like, up. I'm not going to trust you if I know I can't mm-hmm. trust you. So that's why the Absolutely. associate piece is a little more gray with you, I think. Yeah, it's hard. And um, I don't know. I would love to be better at it because it's like I am... I don't know. Let me tell you. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a situation that happened recently. So... Recently, there were two, no, not two. There was a group of people that, you know, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to be super discreet about this. I mean, go ahead. Um, basically, there were a group of people who, I guess, a couple of people weren't too fond of me. And they weren't fond of each other either. That's the funny part. But go ahead. Oh, wait. I'm talking about something else. I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, they weren't too fond of me. And they basically made some comments about me in front of, like, you know, people that I'm cool with. I thought I was cool with. And, you know, to me, it's just like, okay, like, I mean, old Nish would have spazzed out and like, okay, like, you know, you was, you know, but now it's just like, okay, I just kind of cut it off and let it go. I'm and really proud of you for that. Thank by the you. Way. <laughs> I'm getting a little too old to jump off at everything, but um, you're not getting old. Anyway, you're like fine wine. Thank you. <laughs> you're better with time. Um, but not ahead. But yeah, so I, I think, and I think that's where the loyalty component comes in because for me, it's just like you're not ever going to say anything. I don't care who you are, like, you're not going to say anything about one of my good friends in front of me. Yeah. It's not ever happening. I'm not cool with it. So, I, for me, it just hurt my feelings because it's just like, okay, you know, you say these things, um, you let these people say these things, and they felt comfortable. And that that's where the issue lied with me. So, that's why I'm just like, you know, how do you feel about, like... But it's just like, if they feel that comfortable talking about me to you... Who's to say... That you don't join in. Yeah. I mean, you have to let them feel comfortable. I don't ever let anyone feel comfortable. Bro, no one would ever feel comfortable talking to me about Cam or Malcolm. Disrespectfully, mm-hmm. or they're going to hear every piece of my mouth. I guess it's different with girls, though. Yeah. Girl, girls are a lot more catty. That's sexist. Because guys can be catty, too. You know what? I don't have to cut a couple <laughs> guys off because they've been catty. I think like, that might... I think that might be worse. <laughs> Like this I guy, there's guys that I would have broke bread with that I I currently won't talk to to this day just because the way he handles things is really really cat like. And I think it just says so much about the person. Like you know, you learn so much about like a friend like when you guys like have a fallout. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really. Tell me how you really feel. Right. It's like, were you feeling like this the entire time? I would ask you, what's the deal? But you don't even got a deal. Why is there a Drake line for everything? Because Drake is ultimate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, social media, like, and comparing people to, you know, Comparing yourself to other people on social media, like, what effect do you think that has on people? Um, We're switching topics, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, so I met with my old boss this week, and she was, like, she's, like, the most amazing boss you could ever have. She was awesome. And she's my new accountability partner, and we were talking, and 
I was telling her, you know, like just getting older and you, you expect your life to be at a certain place. You expect to be doing certain things. And then when you get to that age and you're just like, oh my gosh, like this is not how I expected my life to be. Like I see all my friends doing this, like, you know, friends getting married, starting families, like just getting into their careers. And it's just like, you know, when is this going to happen for me? And, um, comparison is, is deadly. It's a scary thing. It's so deadly. Um, but one thing that I'm really learning is like, this is my journey. This is my path. And like, this is what is meant for me. So like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Um, I can't compare what's happening to me to like my high school friends on Facebook, which is really hard to do. Cause it's very easy to get on Facebook and scroll and get into a funk because you're just like, Oh my gosh, like he just got his dream job. He's doing, you know, it's really easy to do that. It's funny. I talk to one of my clients about this all the time. And, you know, I like to discuss the way social media has a hold on us. Essentially. Like it teaches us yeah. to compare ourselves to other people, but in that comparison, we tend to neglect what could be going on behind the scenes. Like, yeah, they may mm -hmm. be driving a really nice car. They may have a really huge home, but they could feel really empty inside. And I think that social media, it really just, like I said, it teaches us to compare ourselves to other people. It makes us focus on, you know, not appreciate, not appreciating what we have, but hoping for what someone else has. It's that grass is greener mentality, not understanding you know, hey, this person may not even be happy with themselves. Like, I'm sitting here wanting their life, mm -hmm. and they don't want their lives. Like, I mean, I think the J. Cole song, Love Yours, it does a phenomenal job of teaching you, like, about self-worth, about, you know, caring more about the possessions you do have, valuing your own sanity. And it's like, no wonder why everybody's depressed, man. I, I was going to say... And it's it's just so easy because it's literally like just a click away. Like you know what? Okay, let get on Instagram and you just scrolling and you you know it's so easy to get caught up in it. And um, I think it really you kind of really have to like sit and tell yourself like okay you know what like this is this is Spanisha's journey. Like yeah. nobody else is going you know has this journey. This is what's destined for me. You got to be sure of yourself. And I think when we learn that, the quicker we learn that, the happier all of us will be. And we have to also learn that there's no, like, there's no rule book to yeah. life. Like, there's no, okay, you have to have this and this and, you know, like, everything comes when it comes. And if it's coming, it's coming. Like, if it's not. It just it, wasn't the time for it. It just wasn't, right. So, but it's so hard. Because, I mean, it's easy to say that right now. <laughs> and then, like, I could, like get finished recording this and get on Instagram and like scroll and be like, Oh my gosh. I mean, that's the up and down of life, but it's like, I like to always discuss continuing to keep yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Like nobody's going to have it all figured out. Even I have instances where I look on even box, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I know I just continue to check myself. Cause the first thing, the first step to recovery is acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. So if I notice like, Oh man, why am I comparing myself to this person? I got to now work on my, my habit of comparing. But, like, you know, like Spanisha was saying, we don't have a rule book. We don't, like, there's no end-all, be-all on how to live about your life. Like, you got to just kind of do the things that make you happy and be content. Not complacent. Like, a lot of yeah, people get complacent. content, mistaken with complacent. But be content with the path that you're on. And if you're not happy with it, you know, take steps to better it. And you want to know something crazy. So, it's like, I think being 
the place, being at the place where I'm at in my life now, you realize that you can do anything. You can. And I think that thought is scary. Like, I think realizing, like, oh my gosh, like, I can really, I want to start a business, I can go start a business. I want to, you know, you can do anything. And I think that's so frightening at times. Because, you know, when you're in school, you kind of just always have, like, okay, I'm in school. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm focused on school. And then when you don't have that anymore, it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, I can do anything. Like, I can do whatever I want. And I feel like they try to teach you and, like, make you afraid of, like, all the things that you are capable of doing. Like, it's, you know, they say the sky's the limit. But then you kind of realize, like, oh, my gosh, like, it really is. Like, I can, like, really do anything. And I know that sounds so, like, it might sound silly. I don't think but it does. I, th- I think I've been dealing with that every day, like, just realizing, like, you know, you, I wanted to start this vlog, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm working the first on... Step, I'm the working, hardest part is getting past that first step. It is. I'm working on, like, other projects, like, that I've never thought, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm, like, really doing this stuff. Like, we wanted to start this podcast, we're doing it. It's just, like, you can really do anything that you want to do, and once you get... Once you, like comprehend that and like take that all in like I think it's you realize just how beautiful life is and you can't do it for validation from anyone like you have to validate yourself like I don't care I mean of course I want to reach out to people with this podcast but if I only reach one person that's one person that I'll reach you know what I'm saying like I don't and I'm not doing it for the outreach I'm doing it to you know it's therapeutic for me and my my beautiful lady (laughs) but at the same time you know we're dropping gems on here yeah we're I want to touch on, I'm hoping I can, I can appeal to someone, like touch someone through the words that we speak, Yeah. but it's not, like it doesn't serve the purpose. Like if you gain something from this, like I'm I'm thankful for that, but that I'm doing it more so to give us a safe space to talk about the things we talk about. I just think that, um, I think I'm on this, like (laughs) on this journey and just like really figuring like I feel like one of the girls from the clan figuring things out, discovering things, <laughs> and learning stuff. But no, I really am. Like I feel like I'm learning so much about myself and like figuring things out about myself and just like realizing how beautiful life can be, even though life can be so hard. Mm-hmm. Life can really be beautiful at the same time. And um, even though there are times where I really am a victim of like complaining and comparing and like oh my gosh like this person's life is awesome or this person you know but I I know that everything comes in due time and like you won't even know the work they put in to get there you know what I'm saying like why would we be upset and especially people who are caught up on the aesthetics of the way people look on Instagram mm-hmm. a lot of those I mean don't stone me but a lot of those people don't look like that in real life so she why are we killing ourselves? <laughs> yeah, she she's a catfish, and we're over here like. You know, another thing that's hard though is like, um, people who I guess it kind of goes back to our the topic before this, but like people who you feel like were your friends, and then realizing like, because even with like the place I'm at in my life now is not where I was at last year, not even remotely. Mm-hmm. So. I've grown a lot in the past year, and 
Um, oh, FYI, guys, next time you hear from us, it will be our friend anniversary. Yeah, next Monday will be our friend anniversary. <laughs> but yeah, um, so much has changed in that year, and you, you know, people that you expect that would be happy for you aren't happy for you, and I don't know. Sometimes that stuff is like hard to deal with, like just realizing, like you know. I thought that this person would be here for the long haul, and they're not, and I don't know. It just it sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck, because obviously they didn't need to be there, but you know. And, you know, you said something a little bit ago that, you know, touched base on something that I wanted to talk about. You were saying, we're kind of at the age now to where things are starting to feel a little more real. It's mm-hmm. like, if I want to do something, I can put my mind to it, put the work behind it. I think this is how... It should be intended to be like around the 23 to 27 range. Like people should just begin thinking about the things that they want to do. Yeah. Like, for example, we're in high school. We're not really taught about applying for loans. We're not taught about credit. We're not taught about financial responsibility. We're not taught about filing taxes or anything that can better (laughs) ourselves or teach us how to start our own businesses, anything like that. We're put into this subservient environment where we're basically told, Hey, you got to stand up when we say, you got to sit down when we say, answer questions when we say all the things to teach us to build up another person's business, as opposed to starting our own. And then on that same token, we turn around at 18, we graduate. We're still (laughs) teenagers, mind you. Right. And we're told to rush and make a decision on what career path we want to follow. Like, Sign up for student loans that you don't understand. Like two months ago, I was just asking for permission to go to the bathroom. And now i got to make a life-changing decision that is going to affect my whole life. We we should be given an opportunity to travel, learn about ourselves, learn about our environment, learn about society, learn the inner workings of this country. I don't know if I should travel, but I'm a big proponent of travel. Travel, travel, travel. Travel, travel, travel. travel, uh, You know, find ourselves, get these humbling experiences, and then focus on the career path we want. But this society is so now, 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 now. Focus, rush, rush, rush. I want to say something, and it really might be offensive. Say it. Say it. One thing that really bothers me, so my parents were never like, oh, college, college, college. My parents were always like, you know, do what you do as long as you're doing something but mm-hmm. like do what you want um so i was the one who pushed myself into college but um i think that families that don't allow their their children like you know after college kids will come home and like move home or or no in some cases they will come back home and live with their families And the family, like, we'll just let them live there. Just let them figure things out. They won't charge them to live there. I mean, they'll be, like, working or something, but they won't charge them to live there. And other families will say, like, oh, well, you got to be working or you got to get out the house. Like, And I think that definitely makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we force people to make decisions about what they want to do with the rest of their life at 18. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like, I mean, I, I barely know today. I have ideas, but at 18, I did not know what I was doing. So I think that it can be really trouble, really problematic to have children living in your house and like basically telling them like, 
you know, they still, even when your child is, I'm 25, like, I still need my mom, I still need, like, that guidance, because, I mean, I'm starting to feel like an adult, but before this, I really did feel like, I still felt like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like, you need that time to really develop even though they're telling you at 18 you're ready to make these decisions like you're not you're you're not ready to drink (laughs) you're not ready you're not fully mature you're just not ready to make these decisions and i think that parents need to be a lot more understanding of that instead of saying like oh well you're 18 so you either pay rent and i mean i'm not a parent so that could be maybe where this is coming from but like you have to either pay rent or get out and it's just like maybe we can like you know instead of just trying to kick our kids out and just like you know force them into jobs and stuff like really like nurture their interest yeah. and like i don't know i mean you know thankfully we were blessed with parents who weren't like that like our parents were very yeah. supportive of what we wanted to do but like you said i think the majority piece parents are like that like there are a lot of people whose parents are pushing them to to rush essentially but i think yeah. that's due to the pressure that society had on them but if you look you gotta break that but if you look at the the direction that millennials are going in i think millennials as parents are going to be amazing you know because we're focused on doing things that make us happy eating a lot better (laughs) if we're not happy at a job we're gonna leave we're we're all about mental health (laughs) yeah we're going to tell our kids that same thing like if you oh for sure i want my kids like look if you like art all right, we're going to nurture that. You don't want to go to art school, but you just want to, you know, right? Like we're manage your own. No, I mean, I'm not saying make like have lazy children. No, 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 nobody should be lazy. You got to work. But I'm saying, I feel like we should like, like even in in school, like you know, teachers say like, oh, if somebody says they want to be an artist or musician, like you, they kind of look like, okay, well, what do you really want to do? Yeah, like, and that's, that's not, not cool yeah. because it's just like you know, not everybody's gonna be good in science and math and want to be doctors and lawyers and teachers. Like we need artists, we need, um, we need artists, we need musicians, we need like that's culture. Art is what fuels <laughs> the right. Like, Artists, so we need to like promote that and kids and stuff. And so I think that. Um, I don't know, we gotta stop pushing kids to, like, tell, it's just, I, it's so problematic to hear, like, oh, you have to, you have it's to pay rent, or you have to get out. Yeah. Like, my mother would never, my mother or father would never do that. Like, they've always promoted anything that I've been interested in, whatever I've wanted to do, they 100% have had my back. I love my mom, man. I love my mom. My mom is a G, bro. Yeah, I love my parents. <laughs> they are amazing. Um... I don't know, because then when you do push people to make these decisions and all, like, choices that they're unsure of, unsure of, then you get to this point where they feel like, okay, I did this, I went to college, I got this job, and I'm still unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then they feel like, oh my, you know, because, like, even me, like, my journey to college was different, <laughs> but um, I still feel like I'm having a quarter-life crisis. So go more in depth about that because I think people <laughs> view quarter life crisis as a joke. They do, and it's really not. I think. I think. Um, well, for me, I think it's a lot like it's um, self inflicted because so the social media component. But I'm really hard on myself, and I, I always feel like okay, like I'm 26, I should have a salary career I should be married I should like you know and those are not all things you know being married would not make me you know any happier I'm very happy in my relationship I don't need to be married I'm really really happy um a salary career I don't think would make me any I can't imagine one that would make me happy 
Um, but even though I know that that stuff wouldn't make me any happier, I still feel like I need it sometimes. And then the other part of me knows, like, okay, like, you just feel like you need it because that's what society tells you. And that's what I was going to say. Where does that come from? Yeah, society. And just, like, you know, uh, me and my accountability partner were talking, and she was just telling me, like, you know, um, you feel, a lot of people feel like you need that title. Like, when somebody asks you, like, oh, what do you do? And you, you know, you just feel like you need that title to be like, oh, well, you know, I do this. And I heard a skit about that. Like, it really touched my heart. It was saying, I think it was an audio push album. Oh, I can't remember. Come As You Are, the Come As You Are project. Mm-hmm. There was a skit on there that was saying, what are you doing with your life? Not what are you doing in your life? Like, not I don't want to hear that you're a doctor, you're a lawyer. Like, what are you Ooh, doing with your, yeah. your life? Like, what you're doing. I mean, yeah, if you're a doctor, you're healing people. But some people use a title like, oh, I'm a senior vice yeah, president yeah. marketing analyst. With all that letters what, at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what are you doing with this moment that we call life? Like, are you happy? Are you making other people happy? Or yeah. Are you, like, <laughs> and I think something that I always think of is, like, like, when I'm 90 years old, like, about to die, like, am I going to look back on my life and be like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I did everything on my bucket list. I, like, followed all my dreams. Or am I going to look back like, well, you know, I worked that job for 40 years and then I retired and, you know, I just I just want to make the, the best of my life. But I, I think now that I'm at the point where it's like, You know, you can, when you're a teenager, you can always be like, okay, yeah, I want to do this and like have all these wild dreams. But when you finally get to that age where it's just like, okay, like I can do these things. It's Mm -hmm. so scary. You got to stop putting that pressure on yourself though. What do you mean? What pressure? Like you're putting so much pressure, not even just you, I'm speaking to (laughs) our lovely listeners. You can't put that pressure. How do you really pressure yourselves? Man, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody putting some type of pressure on But I mean, you've got to... Be a little more patient with yourself. I know. But all I keep saying in my head is like, I, it's like I'm in a cave and at the end of it, it's just like 30. Like that's just what I'm seeing. I wish y'all could see my face right now. <laughs> Even though 30 is the new 20. 30 right? is young. You know, now that I'm I'm in my mid-20s, I see that like 30 is not old. What was I thinking? But, um. Old to me is. I mean, you hit 70 plus, you you getting old. Mm-hmm. If I'm 60, bro, I'm, but it's a blessing. I'm dunking on somebody at 60. It's a blessing to live to see that age. Yeah. Think of all the stuff you would have done and seen. But yeah, I don't know. I do put a lot of pressure on myself. 45 don't. And then... <laughs> he cannot be at the... He can't be at the beginning and the end of this. <laughs> right. But yeah, I do put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, but I just, I'm really working on my mental state and like, I'm working on a gratitude list and just like really trying to keep, um, things in perspective because like, I don't know. I just, I put a lot of pressure on myself. (laughs) Stop pressure 2018. Oh no. 2017. Yeah. I was about to say like, I'm, my birthday's in a few weeks and yeah. I'll try to be a little more lenient. Oh, okay. Your birthday is in less than a month. It is in less You're than a month. I don't know how many. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this? Y'all hear this? Wait the first person to say, you're not getting old. That was clearly a joke. It wasn't. There was no sarcasm. Um, oh, but yes. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many days exactly, but my birthday is coming up. And I'm back flossing. That's the theme 
for this Hashtag year. Hashtag backflossing. Hashtag backflossing. Yeah. So. I'm about to be 25 in a couple months. I know. 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, going to be a fun vlog. I can't wait till you guys find out where we're going for his birthday. Man, it's about to be a movie. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and start to close out this podcast. Again, we are on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud again. <laughs> um, make sure y'all follow us on Twitter. My handle is at BoxJetson, B-O-X-X-J-E-T-S-O-N. And you guys can follow me at Spinzo, and it's S-P-I-N-Z-Z-Z-O. So again, subscribe to iTunes, subscribe to iCloud, comment, Not rate. iCloud, SoundCloud. Well, iCloud. Oh, what, iCloud? iCloud. Yeah, subscribe wherever, guys. Wherever you find it, just subscribe. iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm getting old, man. Like, I can't. I don't know. <laughs> you, you about to be in the tunnel with me. Hey, watch out, man. Like, I'm not ready for that. But <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe, rate, comment, everything. Let us know how you feel. Yeah, and then um, when you guys finish listening to this, uh, talk to us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Let yeah, us make know sure you follow Case Rotation, too. Yes, let us... Oh, yeah, at Case Rotation. Yeah. Um, let us know, like, what you think about the topics. If you guys have anything, like, to add on to the conversation. Suggestions. Any suggestions for comments? I mean, for uh, topics? Oh, also, we want to start giving light to local artists. Yeah. So, if you have any like, music... we want to... Yeah, go ahead. You yeah, got if, it. if you have any music that you'd like to be featured on our podcast, um, send that in to caserotation at gmail.com. We will take all submissions. We just don't want to post your songs without permission. Yeah. Shout out to Big James. He did give us permission. So he will be one of the first to be featured on here. Yeah, shout out to Big James. But yeah, you can send that to us. Um, is that it? Is that That's everything? it, man. That's all I got. This was fun. Episode two. Hey, you look good, too, girl. I didn't even get to give you that many compliments today. Because we was having, like, real conversation, huh? So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys.